We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's up, CMOS girlies? You know, us e-girls, it took us like 20 minutes today to figure out our microphones going back and forth. But here we are. Happy Sunday, Emma. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I was having a brain fart moment and couldn't figure out the right settings for the microphone. But here we are. And hopefully the audio is good. You know, Kate and I just press record and we don't know what you guys are going to get. Sometimes it's great audio. Sometimes it's questionable, but I'm good. I spent some time in Brooklyn today. I, of course, walked the Williamsburg Bridge and I went to Beacons. I also went to Springbone Cafe or Kitchen to get bone broth mm. just to sip on because I enjoy a little beverage when I walk around Brooklyn, but I don't need that much coffee in my system. Yeah. So if you, I think there's a few locations in the city and it was very yummy. And yeah, note to self to just carry around a mug of bone broth with me on my walks. Um, But yeah, I went thrift shopping and then I went to this little Middle Eastern grocery store called Eddie's Grocer, which was cute. And that was truly my day. I just killed time wandering around as one does in New York City. How are you? Yeah. What else are you supposed to do on the weekends? Like genuinely, um, I did the same um stumbling around i did my random youtube videos for arm workouts in my apartment because i haven't worked out in three weeks and i was like you know what let's get back on the grind somehow then i city biked over to the west side highway and facetimed my dad for about two hours and then i sat in bed for the rest of the day so um really living like just an old person these days which gets me into my first point of my newest concoction so last pot i was talking about my bone broth which is working out great, except for one thing. I froze it in two Nalgene's, and I don't know, but if you put a plastic water bottle in a freezer, it will shatter. (laughs) That's just something I've never gone through and learned. I called my mom, and she was like, how the fuck did you not know that? And I was like, you know, I think the world is special of, like, someone like me doesn't know that fact, but I could tell you about, like, prebiotic fiber, you know? Like, I was going to make a TikTok. I was just like, it's probably really stupid that I didn't know that a Nalgene would fucking freeze in a freezer, but here we are. I've made it this far without knowing that fact. I mean, so I don't I know bought- if I, I don't even know if I know or knew that plastic would break in the freezer either. Yeah. So the process of me salvaging this bone broth was putting the uh, f- kind of shattered, not shattered, like there weren't like, you know, plastic shards in the bone broth, but putting that in a huge bowl and then like putting hot water in it and then putting it over the stovetop once the plastic like got off the thing anyways the bone broth is fine it's doing well I'm gonna have to go out and get some more beef to start the process again so that's an exciting thing for me but um since I am an old woman and I'm just really into my collagen for my joints right now I saw a few TikToks about this and I've had this idea for a very long time but making gelatin gummies So I learned about this when I went to the health store one time and I asked the guy, like, what's the difference between collagen and gelatin? He's like, well, gelatin you can make, you know, gummies with. And a lot of old ladies come in. They'll make, take an ice cube tray. 
they'll cook out gelatin, put in maybe some lemon juice or lime juice for flavor, and then they'll just pop the gummies throughout the day, put them in the, the fridge and you're ready to go. He said that to me like seven months ago and I just wasn't really into it. But now I'm into it. I saw this one girl make, I don't really love matcha as we know, but she made like matcha pineapple gelatin gummies, which looked really cute. So tonight I went out before we podcasted and bought a huge like mason jar for my bone broth. So I won't have to deal with this Nalgene business. And then I bought one of those like silicone mold things with little heart shaped gummies. So I can just get into my geriatric mode with making gummies and bone broth. I love that. I feel like the flavor combinations can go wild with those. I'm also wondering if you can maybe add drops of like a tincture into it or some sort of adaptogen thing. Yeah. Smart. Oh, wait, well, tart cherry juice gets into my my yeah, point okay. of I have a new beverage concoction. I was guessing this. It's, yeah. It's called the bedtime cocktail. Um, I bought tart cherry juice from a health store that will go unnamed. And <laughs> it has like tart cherry juice, ginger, and turmeric. I've been like so obsessed with turmeric lately. I put it in my bone broth. I take the turmeric capsules. I'm all about the turmeric yeah. right now. Um, I also made ginger shots the other day and I had a turmeric. Anyway, so my bedtime cocktail is I do like a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and then I do like two or so tablespoons of the tart cherry juice for girlies don't know, basically TLDR. Tart cherry juice has like naturally occurring melatonin. so really good for kind of like to wind down. It also, there's like minor research that it can be good for like muscle soreness and like increasing strength and obviously just for the immune system because of all the like minerals and vitamins and antioxidants, all that fun, fun, quirky stuff. And then, so I do that. Then I add L-glutamine powder because I've just been like trying to figure out ways to use L-glutamine. And I actually want to take it in a more serious way. My brother's like all about it right now. So he inspired me to get back onto the L-glutamine bandwagon. Love it. And then I add sparkling water. I've been drinking this Ooh. German sparkling mineral water that I'm really obsessed with. My dad drinks it. I think it has like a really good mineral content compared to other sparkling waters. And it's cheaper than San Pellegrino. So I've been buying like glass bottles here and there. But it's so good and it's like fuzzy and foamy. I think I actually posted it on my TikTok, LOL. Yeah. Yes, I have a TikTok, which is a thing. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll stay on that platform. But anywho, it's really good. And I feel you could add your magnesium. You could add electrolytes. Yeah. World is your oyster. But that has been my fun bedtime cocktail before I drink my regular glass of magnesium. Love that. You know, I was using tart cherry juice juice after my morning workouts as like a beverage, just like another beverage to have, but I've realized that I should consume it before bed. But back to my gummies, I've been thinking about something with like lime juice in it. I could do like a coconut lime thing. Um, Tart cherry juice was something I was thinking about. I was thinking about getting like magnesium in like liquid form and making gummies to take before bed. Um, Of course, when I told my father this, yes, he thought I was making weed gummies in which I said, no, I barely even know what weed is, dad. Your daughter is not that deep down. But yeah, there's a lot of combinations. You can make like morning gummies, afternoon gummies. You could add some lion's mane to them. So maybe I'll post it on TikTok. But this gets to my next point, which I'm <laughs> I'm not retiring from TikTok, but I like I hate it. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's a combination of like my injury and I've just been like on the app more and like trying to make content and like I've just realized the app has changed a lot since I first got on there. One as a creator of like the algorithm is a lot different. Um, I've like a hundred thousand followers and I literally get 2000 people viewing my videos maybe which just seems like crazy because a lot of people have come have commented like yeah I've never gotten your videos on my like for you page in like a year and a half so it's just kind of frustrating when you like want to know like what people want to see and like what videos they want to see and you're not even getting your content and that's been happening to so many of my friends that are also on TikTok um and secondly the app is just like kind of shitty like people are super hateful in the comments in ways that I didn't view your you know people have always loved hate comments like across social platforms but I'm just starting to see like almost on every single video the most liked comments are like nasty ones and they're not even like funny comments they're like just uh this creator or whatever um and that's something that is just kind of annoying um like I was telling Emma I did a grocery haul and I just was like random pickups and I just like did my groceries and the people were like oh do you not eat carbs like you're orthorexic and I was like I didn't buy any like in the video I mentioned there weren't any good sweet potatoes and like I had all my grains in the fucking pantry in the bulk section and people were just being douchebags and I was like okay so I'm never gonna post a cooking video again and I know some people get like a hate all the time on their videos luckily I've never been in that place or I probably would not have stayed on the app and it's not because I'm like a pussy that can't take it it's just like genuinely not fun to log on and just get shit on every day of your fucking life 
Um, and so I've been thinking about migrating onto YouTube and I've gotten some people on TikTok saying they'd be interested in that just because it's like not fun to make seven second videos. You can't get like any intelligent points across. There's no nuance. The comment sections are like stupid a lot of the time. So I've been wanting to make more meaningful videos that I feel like passionate about in- and like inspired by. And I don't know, maybe YouTube's that because there's no like fear i guess that i have on tiktok right now every time i fucking upload videos so yeah tiktok is pretty boring and i never go on the the part of tiktok where it's like the people who are solely following Following, yeah never goes onto that part um yeah it's like boring content i don't know if it's just because it's so just flooded and oversaturated with people trying to be creators and i just get random shit on my for you page and i'm just like none of this is interesting but i also don't even know how to tailor it because you can't because algorithm is algorithm yeah um but i think youtube would be fun i think youtube is honestly the only platform where i like seriously got into people when i was younger and obviously yeah youtube was so big back in what 2015 2016 when we were all high schoolers and figuring ourselves out so it was like inspiring to see people who were living lives that i wanted to live in my future life yeah um so yeah i think youtube could be cool for you i know people kate and i have also talked about maybe doing content for cmos release on there so regardless catch kate on youtube at some point in her future life i think that would be a great pivot for you and i also think just knowing that you're a creative person it makes sense for you to go into that platform yeah um because like you're saying i grew up with so many people on youtube and i think tiktok like you kind of know people but also not really like even if you're just following someone that doesn't talk to camera and they just do fit checks like you don't know any i don't know i feel like even my audience on tiktok doesn't know anything about me they like no i live in new york everyone thinks i'm five three like no one knows i have a podcast like some people know i'm in a hoka a lot of people are like just probably know my face and so it's really strange i think to like yeah do this like reflect because like I know who the CMOS girlies are every single time we post like I know what audience we're talking to but like my TikTok I'm literally like I have no fucking idea what people want who's here what they know about me what's like what stuff that they already know what stuff that they want to know and what stuff that they don't know and so it's like super weird um I was like do I make a video about how to make pickled onions or is everyone gonna be like we already know how to do this that's why I'm just lost so yeah who knows the YouTube pivot will maybe come soon um my next comment is why did socks get so dirty I don't know why but like the bottom of my socks get so dirty when I'm just wearing hokas and tennis shoes they just get disgusting and (laughs) it's just a tangent okay my socks I don't have the issues with them getting dirty but I always get holes in them which is like embarrassing yes it's always like in the heel portion so I don't know if I just put a lot of pressure on my heels and it's something that I've always been like kind of self-conscious about (laughs) or if I just wear like really shitty socks but I have like 30 billion pairs my mom bought me like the biggest pack from Hanes I think for Christmas, which nice. is like amazing because socks are one of those things where I truthfully never want to buy for myself ever. I'm just like, this is a waste of money. <laughs> um, So, you know, when I was younger, I probably hated on getting socks for Christmas and my birthday, but now I'm fully here for it. But Love. anyway, yeah, kind of getting back to your TikTok point, I like... I don't know how to figure out making content on there and it's probably just because like I don't have the mental capacity to like figure it out but I've been sharing a lot more of my music which people have been enjoying but that gets yeah. into my point this, maybe people don't even care because I feel like my music taste I just keep to myself because it's like so no, esoteric sure. and weird. I care um but anyway so I feel like I go through waves with music and I'm sure a lot of people do where it's like you only want to listen to like super soulless just really embarrassing music just like think Nicki Minaj Taylor Swift whatever yeah. fucking ribs by lord I go through races where like that's all I listen to and then I get back into like my weird esoteric music phase and that's what I'm in right now and it's been really fun um because it just reminds me of like back in high school when I was entering my initial music phase of just like actually truly discovering like deep cuts and like actually figuring out how to discover music that wasn't solely the radio um so I've just been having fun with that I've been like making my playlist again on Spotify which I haven't done in forever and so if girlies are like trying to figure out ways to discover new music um yeah I was gonna say I, I highly recommend tips. listening um I, I recommend listening to NTS radio it's like a free online radio they have an app and they have a website and I think they're based in London and it's just a lot of I don't know like music producers different artists that will just have a like breakfast show is like one of the shows that they have and then there's like other ones and they basically just put on their own playlist of random music and it's a really great way to discover new music and kind of explore different genres and then another thing that I like to do if there's like a random artist that you listen to on Spotify I always scroll down to the bottom and then there's a section where it shows like 
I don't know, discovered on or like appears on. And it'll give you anyone's playlist that has a public playlist that has that song or the artist on it. And so then what you do, you click onto whatever playlist looks interesting. I just add random songs to the queue. I'll listen to the first 30 seconds or first minute. If I'm into it, I'm like, okay, hell yeah, I'll keep on listening to it. And then I'll like jump on and then I'll find like another playlist. So that's kind of my my hack. Discovery, that's good. Because I don't think it's that honestly easy to discover music these no, days. No, I think when I first started like listening to more music in high school, um, I would go on YouTube and like watch a lot of music videos and then it would suggest you in like a decent way. Yeah. Also Tumblr, I would find a lot of music in SoundCloud back in the day. SoundCloud. Um, but on Spotify, like I think my daily mixes, honestly, like it plays you the songs you already like and it weaves in like one or two new songs. And that's a good hack because I feel myself in the same loops of just like never discovering new shit. So Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, My last points are random, but I've been really into coriander, the spice lately. I've been adding it into my bone broth and I highly recommend. It has like a lemony taste to it. It's kind of sweet, kind of tangy. So I've just been putting that on anything. So if you're looking for a new spice to spice up your life, get coriander. And then my last point is that sex dust tastes weird. Um, so sec- No, okay. So I didn't buy it. But I reordered the Moon Juice Magnesium because I just needed to put Call Magnesium down into the grave. Yeah. I was like, let's just get Moon Juice. And they do that thing where when you buy stuff, you can select like two samples. Oh. And it was either their skincare, which broke me out when I first initially tried it. So I was like, yeah, I'll do Sex Dust and Spirit Dust. So I had the Sex Dust this morning. And I haven't had it in the longest of times since Sex Dust and I would never buy it. But there is just something off about yeah. that combination, which I think makes sense given I the name. I think it's the stevia. I've noticed that too. Um, yeah, it was like I don't. I, I can't even describe it. I really I can taste it in my mouth right now. Of it, but it. if you've ever had sex dust and you think it tastes weird, let me know. No, dude, I can taste it in my mouth right now because I've put like sex dust in like oatmeal and like pancake batter, and I'm like, oh fuck, this whole thing is off now. Like I can't be using it. Um, yeah, I don't really know what it is. I'm going to go look at my label. I mean, I could Google it right I now. I think there's like really Shilajat is yeah. one of the uh, adaptogens. Shilajat, whatever. Yeah, we pronounce yeah, I feel like I pronounced that wrong. I think it's supposed to be like a cacao, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's dirt. That's what mm-hmm. the dirt shot. Um, Mine is another health update uh, since people have been asking. Um, I went, I got blood work from Inside Tracker. So I was writing this article and it was like, what would you spend a thousand dollars on wellness on? And they actually like allowed me to spend the a thousand dollars. And so I bought Inside Tracker with this for this article I wrote. And Inside Tracker, if you don't know, it's just blood work, but then essentially it gives you tailored recommendations based on your blood work. Cause oftentimes, like, you'll get blood work. No one reads you through your labs and you're like, okay, my vitamin D level is not optimal. What do I do? Just pop a supplement or like my cortisol is too high. Like what do I do? So it gives you different lifestyle recommendations. And so I got my blood work back and I was telling Emma this, it was very interesting because I had my knee issue two days before I had to give this blood. So that wasn't intentional that I like got this blood work like during my injury. It just like I got injured and oh shit that my blood work's coming up. And when I got my results back, it was honestly crazy because my biomarkers were all fine. I'll talk about my crazy B12 12 level, but my biomarkers were mostly fine, except like some of my levels were marked off. And when I tapped into click Y, they're like, your body's extremely inflamed right now. And I'm like, that is so strange. Like, obviously I'm suffering from like a fucking like meniscus tear or something with my, either my joints, my cartilage and my knee and like severe amount of pain. And it is crazy that blood work can see that my body's inflamed. Like they didn't do any sort of test on my knee, x-ray, MRI, any of that. Um, And so that was something that was just wild. And I get uh, another thing of blood work from Inside Tracker in May as like an update to see like how your biomarkers have improved. And like, knock on wood, I'll be back to like being injury free at that point. And so I really wonder if like my biomarkers are related to my injury or if I'm just inflamed like diet wise or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that was as a result of the injury or if I'm just inflamed to begin with. So I'll let you guys know in uh, May, I'll give you that fresh update when that comes. But that comes back to my point of like my B12 level is at like 2000 of the daily value. And it's so shocking to me because like my I know the genetic wise, like my grandma had to get B12 shots. I'm like, I was vegan for four years. So I'm just shocked that my B12 level is now like super high. Um, Maybe it's my bone broth. Maybe it's the meat I'm eating. Maybe it's like nutritional yeast. I have no idea. And then my last point, some of the girlies are asking about the Glossier showroom. So it was very cute. Uh, They opened a new showroom in New York City. If you're unfamiliar, Glossier used to have a showroom on Lafayette and Soho. They shut it down during the pandemic. And then they just reopened. And it's so cute. It's like 
huge as well there's like five different rooms there's like this whole boyfriend couch area there's like a subway station it's designed to look like the subways and I think the store is a really good job and then there's like this gift shop where you can get a lot of the exclusive merch like I remember when they launched like the mangobomb.com they did this like cute like pop-up in Miami and all of that merch was there to buy so it's really cool but there's probably going to be a line for like five years so um that's going to be my suggestion if you go like go at a really weird time if you want to actually make it in the store but it was very cute yeah I want to go I want to get the perfume again and I want the cherrybomb.com but someone in Geneva said that they're discontinuing that flavor they are. yeah which okay. I don't understand the thing about the bomb.coms, I don't know if you've gotten it all over your TikTok, which we'll get into the episode soon about TikTok. Don't worry, guys. Um, I've seen a trillion and a half videos about like, why did Glossier change the bomb.com applicator? Like, uh, and people are so angry about it. And like, I don't know. What's even the know. difference between them? So it used to be like the flat top, you have to put it on your finger. And now it's like kind of looks how every other lip balm thing is where it's like a cur- it's like a slanted horizontal thing. And like, it just rubs on your mouth, you know? Oh, is that, has it not always been slanted? No, it's been like flat on the top and you have to like squeeze it out. Mm. um but people are up in arms about it and like i don't even know why glossier made the change like i thought like like i don't know really i know they changed the formula as well i think it's like vegan now like whoopee but i don't know why they changed the angle of the little top thing but it really fucking pissed people off like people were like making dramatic tiktok videos unboxing and like throwing their bomb.com on the ground and i'm like guys it's like not that serious like holy shit and i didn't realize like that many people were pissed about it so yeah they changed the applicator and then they're discontinuing cherry and then they're making fig a permanent flavor Ugh, i've been using cherry that makes me so sad because i've been using cherry since high school and that has been the only lip product that i've used so now i'm gonna have to pivot and figure I've something cherry- out i've seen some tiktoks of cherry dupes so i'll send you them yeah that would be great because i have no interest in trying to figure out the world of lipsticks and lip glosses and yeah. lip tints i i that is just way beyond yeah, my no. <laughs> my knowledge i was gonna say earlier when we were talking and you were talking about uh your water sparkling water like a side of tiktok i want to get on is like water tiktok not <laughs> to become like a paranoid freak but apparently like there's a lot you can learn about water and you know like, i'm super passionate about dehydration and it's very interesting when you hear like the the water people talk about like ph levels and shit like that yeah i got a random ph water tiktok video on my free page it was like random and i don't feel like i need into it but yeah water tiktok fun new niche um well that will get into this episode we're talking about olipop glucose goddess dietitians and some other stuff you guys asked about um excited for the pod so i'll call you back and we'll get into it great we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Meet Huel, the first nutritionally complete plant-based protein powder. Today, we're focusing on Huel Black Edition, which is a protein supplement that includes 27 essential vitamins and minerals and 40 grams of protein per serving. I love adding it to smoothies and yogurt bowls for extra nutrients to support my lifestyle. One reason why we love Huel is that their mission is to create complete, convenient, affordable food with minimal impact on animals and the environment. All of Huel's products are vegan and have a one-year shelf life to reduce food waste. That's a win in our books. They even make it easy to adjust your serving size easily and know exactly what and how much you are putting into your body. Possible benefits of Huel includes things like vitamin C to support your immune system, omega-3s for a healthy heart, iron for maintaining energy levels, magnesium to support teeth and bones, protein to support muscles and bones, vitamin B12 to support metabolism, zinc for healthy hair, skin, and nails, and lastly, fiber to support digestive health. 
So if you want to try out Huel for yourself, you can use Huel.com backslash CMOS, which includes a free t-shirt and shaker with purchase. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, girlies. So let's start off talking about Olipop. As you guys know, Emma and I are Olipop stands. I love Olipop. I actually prefer it to Poppy. I really don't like nothing health-wise about Poppy. I just like sometimes the taste I don't love. There's certain flavors of Poppy I like, but I pretty much, I rock with all the Olipop flavors. So I saw this TikTok on my For You page and granted, I don't really get much wellness shit on my TikTok. I most of the time just get like people making fun of wellness shit. So who knows? But I got this one video and I was like, whoa, why is there like beef with Olipop? So essentially this one woman who's a registered dietitian makes a video and she's kind of walking you through like Olipop is it like quote good for you or bad for you and in the video what I got I got a a reply video and she was replying to a comment that Olipop had left on her video so Olipop commented on her her video like the actual Olipop team account whatever the fuck like the brand they commented like don't spread misinformation on her video and of course I just run straight to her comment section and I'm like what's going on here and a bunch of people were like oh my god that's so unprofessional for the brand to comment that and then some people were like you are spreading misinformation like what is your fucking thing so if you're not on TikTok I'll explain what happened to you this woman goes on she looks at Olipop's packaging and she says they have a lack of transparency on their packaging because they don't say what goes into the resistant starch on their product. So as you know, Olipop's a prebiotic soda. They have like nine grams of fiber in every single can. And so they have to use something to get it up to that fiber count. And so they use resistant starch. And so the woman who's a dietitian goes on to say like they, the resistant starch doesn't come from a natural source and they're not being transparent and it's an indigestible carb, AKA a sugar alcohol. So this resistant starch is going to act poorly in people's gut because it has sugar alcohols in it. Yeah. Um, so the video, honestly, I got the same reaction video. I think it was dietitian BFF or whatever her thing is. And she was kind of explaining the whole episode or not episode, the whole video. Yeah. And I have like a few issues, I think, with just the whole them demonizing Olipop, mainly because they're demonizing convenience, or at least the dietitian woman is. Yeah. And most people in America are not meeting the requirement of whatever type of fiber intake that it is that you need to get. I think it's about like 35 grams for men, 28 grams for women. So I think yeah like olipop is a good convenient source of fiber if you're someone who isn't going to naturally be consuming a lot of vegetables and then also i bet a majority of people who drink olipop aren't even drinking it because it is like a prebiotic beverage or for gut health because olipop is a very big beverage company they're carried pretty much all across america like at costco sprouts all the big grocery stores and like most people in middle of america or even in the Midwest specifically, probably have like no idea what the gut microbiome is or even like how to support it. And so I have a feeling that like most people are purchasing it just because, yeah, it's a healthier version of soda. And I think that is like perfectly fine in itself. And I also, if I'm pretty sure, I didn't do too much research into like, you know, the resistant starch that is in Olipop's beverage, but I know one of the ingredients, it's like Smart, And I think it's like their own blend for the prebiotic or resistant starches, whatever you want to call it. 
and I know it's like chicory root and some other stuff. So it's like, yeah, if it's like a proprietary blend, they're not going to explicitly state what's in it. Yeah, my whole thing, like I like your point on convenience, because when we interviewed Ben and when we've talked to other people at Olipop, like they're not trying to make another fancy beverage at Erewhon. They are trying to attack America's like soda addiction and kind of tackle that problem, which I credit them to, because I think a lot of wellness brands want to stay exclusive and want to stay elite and like not make it to the Midwest. And that's very much the demo that Olipop's going for. And then there was another woman that made a video about Poppy kind of criticizing it in the same vein. And she was saying, like, I like all the ingredients except it uses natural flavors. And we did a whole episode about natural flavors and artificial sweeteners. And natural flavors are, quote, not natural. They can come from, like, hundreds of different chemicals and, like, weird things. And if you're making a beverage, you don't have to disclose, like, what the natural flavor was. One that comes to mind is if you ever have vanilla extract, that's not, like, the true expensive as fuck vanilla. It's actually used from beaver's teeth. Like, they scrape it off. So that's just to say that, like, yeah, like, natural flavors, like, aren't, quote, like, healthy probably, but also, like, you're getting point zero 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 one ounce of that in your beverage to make it taste like Coca-Cola. So, like, come on. Like, that's not that big of a deal. Um, And I just think, like, it's super it's using like science and shit in like a very like fear-mongering way like I get what she was saying like yeah also the some of the comments were like it makes me so gassy and I'm like yeah because that's a shit ton of fiber in one beverage like that is like a cup of oatmeal that you're drinking so that is why it would make you fight like gassy if you're not drinking it so yeah I kind of hated the fucking TikTok drama um I stay on Olipop until I need to not stand them for some reason so that's my take on it. Yeah, Olipop does not deserve that. Um, I guess a lot of people have been getting the glucose goddess on their free page. I've been getting her more on my Instagram, I think, because I follow her. But for people who don't know, she is a registered dietitian. And her whole thing is about explaining the different glucose responses to different foods. She always posts like a little chart. It'll be like eating a regular sweet potato and then it'll be like a sweet potato that was cooled or eating like white rice and what the glucose responses to that or when you pair it with salmon and I think her content can be helpful for some people I think especially if you have some sort of metabolic disorder or for people who really have never embarked on like a health journey and need like baseline information or guidance on nutrition because truthfully I don't think a lot of us are ever truly taught like the proper way to eat a meal or just like basic nutrition you just kind of adopt whatever it is that your parents taught you growing up yeah and the thing is like nobody likes blood sugar spikes i don't like blood blood sugar spikes and like constant spikes can yeah lead to serious health issues and we want our body to control glucose effectively and so i totally get some people might be like i hate this woman or whatever if you are sensitive to conversations around like nutrition or health you can easily find your or you can easily find yourself becoming extremely orthorexic with practices, you might be triggered by her content, i.e. like forever feeling you can't eat certain foods because of the spikes Actually, maybe she posted on her social media or always feeling the need to like eat protein or always eat your meals in like a certain way. And like, yeah, I get that that can lead to like disordered behaviors down the line. Um, But I have like no issue with her content. I think honestly, yeah. it's like helpful information. And I don't know. Sometimes I hate how a lot of health stuff is just like automatically deemed as like orthorexic. Like people are so sensitive to any conversation about like health and wellness. And I also like, I totally agree with that point. And I think like the underlying fact that if you forget about, if you isolate yourself and you quote only hang out with people that are like CMOS girlies, like people that are interested in health, is that like America has an obesity epidemic. So like a lot of these dietitians and like, as I was talking about earlier with like sugar and stuff, like those people are coming from a good place of like, like Olipop as an example of like using whatever, like, and trying to make their stuff cost affordable and glucose goddess, like educating people about this. Like if you're already someone that has like gone down the health rabbit hole, like this is probably not for you, but there are a lot of people who don't even know what insulin is. And I think it's like a good job of education, like you're saying. And I think it is practical, even if you're someone that doesn't consider this to be like a huge issue. Um, If you've never considered like, oh, I get a headache after I eat this or like a sugar crash or something like that, just the concept of understanding insulin is good. I know my older sister, she used to always eat like, I think on the weekends, they'd go out and get like donuts and coffee. Like, as you can imagine, she would have like a sugar crash after that. And I think after I, like we were talking about like sugar crashes and insulin, she was like, oh yeah, that like makes a lot of sense. Like I'm going to eat more protein and do this. And she hasn't had the issue. So like, 
Yeah. But I do understand because I think like some people just like get in this rabbit hole of like whenever you see content, like you feel like you need to adapt your life to that. And like, I think you should just be able to go on social media, see stuff and just like let it fly by you versus like thinking everything's targeted at you, which is kind of hard because I think with algorithms, like people want to feel seen and people want to see like their shit is tailored for them. But like, I don't know, like even like levels, which we've had on um, Lauren from levels, like you know, I haven't done my levels yet. It's still sitting because I just like didn't want to fucking put it on. But like, I know that I'm not going to change my life to like care about glucose that much unless I have like a health concern that comes up and I suddenly need to care about it. And like, the reality is like, if you're at a restaurant, if you're at a party, if you're hanging out with friends, like you're not going to be able to make like a a swap to like optimize your glucose. You're going to have to just like live in the moment and chill. So I think once again, like take with a grain of salt, like it can be beneficial, but you also don't need to like adopt your life to feel seen by this and feel like you need to be concerned about it. Um, Yeah, because I feel like that's also like why people got pissed about gut health on TikTok. There's like people who are not having bowel issues that are just getting like, did you know that your gut is shitty and you need to change your whole gut health? And like, no, those people didn't need to. But the underlying fact is a lot of people in America do have gut problems. So that's kind of, I think, what the creators were probably trying to make. Anyways, um, a funny TikTok before I get into dietitians mm-hmm. on TikTok. <laughs> this one person, like, I can't with the, ma- the manifestation girl is like, I really want to be like sympathetic and empathetic. And I feel bad because I think like in any sort of industry or niche, like the loudest voices oftentimes are not like the most credible or the most like educated or like the best representation of a group. But anytime I see like a manifestation video on TikTok, it is like an absurd one that I'm also like, is this satire? I saw this one girl make a video about like, here's how to dream. Here's how to manifest your dream body. Before you go to the gym, manifest your dream body into your water bottle and then close it and then open it up when you get to the gym. And I watched it like five times and I the comments were obviously like dunking on her, but I was like, is this serious? Like what? I I want to know how manifestation works in a normal way, but I just always get the crazy videos about manifestation. I got that video too. And I truly cannot tell if it was like being, if it was serious or not, but I I feel like manifest girlies are so wild sometimes that it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Like I really could not tell, like if it was like a dude making that video, I'd be like, okay, this is making fun of manifestation, but like she could, she could well be like a manifestation girly, but yeah, that was a funny video. Um, the next point is just dietitians on TikTok. So there's a lot of them. And I think a lot of their point is like, obviously education, I think is at the forefront of most dietitians videos, but I think there's kind of this weird thing that someone asked us to talk about where dietitians, oftentimes they will stitch people's videos, whether it's a recipe video, whether it's like a, what I eat in a day, or like, here's a, here's a quote, healthy meal that I made. And then the dietitian will kind of rate if it's healthy or not, or like rate their, what I eat in a day or their recipe and stuff like that. And I, I'm kind of in the camp of like, I think it's pretty uncalled for most of the time when dietitians are stitching people's videos. If you're making your own content and you're like, hey, here's a lunch idea and I'm going to explain to you like why I added these things like awesome. That's great. But I don't like when Abby Sharp does the videos of like reviewing this person's what I eat in a day video and then I'm just going to shit on it for five minutes because like the person who was making the what I eat in a day video pretty sure she didn't ask for your opinion on it um second if you're going to come from this place of like being a dietitian and like trying to educate people I think like shitting on people shouldn't be your main point and I don't think they're coming across in that tone but I just think when that's like constantly the video of like critiquing people's what I eat in a day videos I'm like this is just going to make people like scared of food. And I just don't think I don't like the dynamic of like it it being about another creator that really didn't give a fuck about their video. Because like I even saw recently, I don't follow Alex Earl, but of course I see all the fucking discourse about her. She did some what I eat in a day video. Half the internet was pissed, of course, like you don't eat enough or like, why are you posting this? And then other people were like, hey, she's in college and she's having three good quality meals a day, like cooking three times a day. That is an example like that is an exemplary behavior based on what's you know compared to what most college students are doing which like I kind of agree with like she if I don't even know what she cooked I didn't even see her fucking video but that's another thing where like if people are doing what I eat in a day videos like you don't know the context of their income their lifestyle like a lot of people that are like doctors and nurses they kind of do those what I eat in a day videos and like they don't have three meals in a day because sometimes they don't have fucking time so that's just another thing where I'm like god the fucking like rapping on people's videos is like kind of annoying to me yeah I also think too I always notice with a lot of those dietitians when they do critique other people's videos it's always young girls that they're like stitching videos to and I just think that's really really 
awful, obviously, because I just think if you are going to be critiquing some young girl's food, she sees that video, she's going to like probably forever then question yeah. if what she ate was like good or not. And then that's always going to be in the back of her head. And I think then any other young girl too, if they witness that content, they're going to be so just like, oh my God, like Abby Sharp said that like she's eating like bananas and that's bad. So now like I can't eat bananas. Yeah. So I think it's like really irresponsible for a dietitian, especially because I think so many dietitians try to preach like intuitive eating and all this yeah, stuff. Exactly. And then it's like, but then, then you're going and like judging someone for, I don't know, not eating like a protein with their breakfast yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I think, I think like the conversation, I really hate intuitive eating as a concept. It works for you. Great. But it's like every time I've kind of seen it preached or practiced, like it's been really misaligned of like, well, what if I intuitively want to eat a bowl of M&Ms? And like, like you're saying, Abby starch or spark, what starch, starch, Abby sharp would like hop on that person's video and be like, that's going to lead to a glucose spike and do this and this and this. Um, I just think it's not a good place. Like I kind of was talking about in the workout episode of like, anytime you're trying to adopt a new habit or implement something new it shouldn't come from a place of guilt or shame like that's never going to lead to a consistent thing I know for me at least when I was like trying to come out of my eating disorder and introduce more foods like if I felt guilty every time I eat it ate chocolate like I would never you know it wouldn't be a consistent thing that I would honor my hunger cues so yeah I just feel like any sort of comment on any food because that's what I'm saying like all of them preach like don't comment on people's food except when I stitch someone's fucking what I eat in a day video so like yeah, I don't know. I just think it's strange because it's like the people that are posting the what I eat in a day videos are probably not even trying to say like, look at my perfectly healthy diet with my fats and my carbs and shit. So yeah, next yeah, one. that's a messy one. Um, Next one. Okay. So these are a few questions that we got from Geneva that people wanted us to talk about. So the first is our favorite sustainable brands and I have none. I truly have just stopped paying attention to sustainable brands. Not in the sense of like I hate sustainability and like I only want to use like non-ethical brands. I want to shop I just, at like, Shein. <laughs> there's just there's so many brands out there that I just have like half fatigue. Yeah. And I think I have implemented plenty of eco-friendly practices into my life. And there's only so much you can personally do on a personal level when it comes to sustainability. But I've just been focusing more on shopping local and not even in the sense of like me going to like the farmer's market to like get my produce so it's not wrapped in plastic but like I've been just going to like local places to like buy my herbs and spices at duels or today mm -hmm. I bought like local hummus and like I don't know if that really ties into sustainability but I'd rather just like support someone who's like small and doing their thing versus like maybe some like big nasty corporation so maybe that's a tip support your local economy yeah I think I've just tried to focus on buying what I actually use and wearing and buying what I actually wear in terms of clothing. Um, I think I have anyone in their sort of fashion personal style journey. I think you always want to bridge out of like what you wear or like maybe reinvent yourself. And I've realized like, I hate this type of article of clothing. I'm never going to repurchase this type of clothing. Like I know that I always like wearing this. I'm going to keep doing that. And I think that's some way that you're, you know, spending your dollar in a smarter way and you're not going to have to go through this whole cycle of like, fixing your fucking wardrobe again i mean i like girlfriend collective in terms of leggings they make their stuff from recycled water bottles in terms of like home goods i honestly just go to this like one place in chinatown that sells uh uh like um what am i thinking plates and cutlery to restaurants and i don't think i'm supposed to go in there but one time i went there and they were like do you work at a restaurant and i was like uh and then I just bought stuff. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. Support my smoke, sm smoke. Oh my God. I can't speak today. Local fucking business. And like Emma said, yeah, I think going to the health stores and stuff is a good practice. Um, I mean, you can do like uh, those zero waste websites, like package free or like if you need your starter set. But I think if you're like looking for a jar to make, use your pickled onions in, use your old pickle jar. Like you don't need to go buy new stuff most of the time. Um, someone asked about how to know how much protein your body needs, um, which we did do an episode about lifting and stuff like a long time ago, but I do feel like it is one of those subjects where people are probably like confused about a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I are think... not your doctors, but yeah, well also there has been, I just think so much conversation about protein and also probably just from the whole rise of the carnivore diet. Yeah, Again, Kate true. and I are not dietitians, so we're not going to tell you how much to eat, but general recommendation from like, you know, the government basically is about like 0.8 to 1 grams per kilogram of body weight. Again, this is going to fluctuate, but, but be, depending, excuse me, on the individual. So whether you are like an athlete or not, you might need more, or not more muscle, more protein. If you're struggling to get protein into your diet, I think getting a good protein powder is a great place to start 
um protein bars can be handy i think for like in between snacks and i found for me personally really prioritizing like a really really protein rich breakfast was like a huge game changer in terms of my health in terms of like being fuller longer and more energized in the morning so those are maybe some tips to get some more protein in um i don't think you have to overthink it and there's probably plenty of symptoms that you can google on the internet about signs that you're not eating enough protein and if you maybe are experiencing some of those maybe take a look at your diet yeah i think i've honestly started eating more protein at night because i've you know your repair and recovery happens when you're sleeping and so i've been trying to eat like a big like a protein rich dinner more because i think sometimes my dinner would just be like fluffy vegetables and like a little bit of protein and so i've been prioritizing that um next question was about constipation and that was just someone just said constipation with nothing nothing else so I don't really know what angle we're coming from um I mean I was a constipated child my mom just gave me Miralax as you guys know like I didn't I didn't really get into my health and wellness journey until I was 20 I was just eating the standard American diet so uh Miralax was what I did when I was constipated as a kid how I would do this as an adult if I was constipated, which I'm no longer, uh, fiber is going to be the biggest one that you should focus on. I think another thing is like adding color to your plate um, in terms of vegetables, fruit, like fermented things, living things, um, just change it up. If it like is yellow and brown, I feel like that's like what they always say is like could lead to constipation. So spice it up a little bit. Also, just diversifying your diet is something. Like, make sure you're not eating the same thing every day, which I do because I love being a robot sometimes. Um, so buy, like, a new veg. Buy a new spice. Buy a new sauce. Something like that. Also, I know, like, stress can play a huge aspect in terms of, like, constipation. When you are stressed, some people's bodies do respond yeah. to, like, not having proper bowel movements. So get that under control or maybe... If you are studying for an exam or maybe it's really stressful at work and you're not having bowel movements, that's probably why. And I also know leading up to periods, females can sometimes not have the best bowel movements too. So it's definitely a universal problem. I feel like last week I was having some weird constipation issues, but now I'm fine. So it just comes and goes. Comes and goes. I mean, psyllium husk is one you could look into also like probiotics, but I would talk to a doctor or someone before you start doing that stuff because oftentimes like sometimes people will go on probiotics and then you get in the opposite direction of having diarrhea. So um, it is not necessarily a one-to-one like you're going to be perfect if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, someone just said microdosing. They're seeing a lot of people doing that, which personally I have not recently. Um, but that's interesting. I think I saw one TikTok actually of a mom that was like, I don't want to drink. I'm just going to microdose before all my friends come over for a little cocktail party at my house, in which I thought that was cute. Um, I just, if we're going to be honest for me and my stoner journey, uh, I have just struggled with dosing. (laughs) I just, I don't know how much, because for me with most stuff like caffeine and like, I'm six feet tall, like I have like a bigger build. So I need like more to feel something. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna take the whole edible. And then I was just like on the floor uncontrolled. So like, that's something that I'm still not controlling. And like, I don't think I can microdose in a way that is productive or efficient or anything for me. Um, so I'll let you know if I figure out the grand formula to that, but I'm still confused. I've tried some like gummies from Mojo microdose before. They felt fine. I try a lot of CBD. CBD doesn't really do much for me, but THC that fucks me up in many ways. Yeah. I don't just don't even know where I would get mushrooms if I wanted to even try microdosing. So that's the biggest thing for me. Um, but never say never. Yeah, never say never. I think Emma and I could have a um a beautiful future when we're forty and we're microdosing. Um, as we, we have some do. lamb, some pet lambs on. A oh, farm. I thought you were saying we're eating lamb, but pet <laughs> no. Lambs... Well, maybe maybe we're eating lamb too. Oh, I mean, I was thinking lamb. somehow, you know, once we're forty, we're both married, we're gonna have a dinner party with like our f- new friend group that we somehow have. <laughs> yeah, and... but then we're gonna manifest. Um, yeah, I'm going to manifest that into my water bottle and like, our we're going to have a girl's night and we're going to have just all of the classics food things. Um, and then we're going to be microdosing there in the, wo- in the woods somewhere. That sounds beautiful to me. Well, we're going to manifest that because that sounds like a fun future for us, um, in the year 2040. So hopefully we don't have podcast microphones when we're 40 years old. Otherwise. Yeah. God, could you imagine, could you imagine if we are podcasting into the year 2040 Wait, let's talk about that there's like i know okay if you're like listening to the new york times it's obviously older people that run those podcasts and any sort of like newspaper and stuff but are there just like two 50 year olds with a podcast like am i just missing like are there two like just women with a podcast like us that are like 50 
that are in i hope so if there's not we're gonna become them yeah i want to be i want to be a 50 year old woman with with the microphone and i'm not talking about like doctors dietitians because yes those people have podcasts but i'm just talking about randoms like us like random people how old are the poog ladies oh i've never listened to poog maybe i should start i've honestly hated all the podcasts i've been listening to the only one huberman is just like my white noise and i think it takes me like seven days to get through one of his fucking episodes okay same because i also try to take notes from it because i'm like i actually want to get something from this or actually implement stuff that he says into my life but it's so hard well the ones that he's done with that guy that series are like so like andy whatever the hell those ones are so Mm -hmm. long that i'm like i gotta come back to this later like my brain's not working right now yeah i've been hating a lot of podcasts too i just feel like a lot of the health people just are having the same four conversations yeah i'm like i need some new research to emerge because i'm getting tired of whatever whatever's going on yeah and i don't know if i need to pivot away like pivot to just having podcasts that are really educational or just like really funny ones um like that one with uh shoot what the fuck's her name she's a comedian katherine cohen oh like yeah like podcasts of that vein where they're just like funny funny podcasts like i should just listen to those versus like doctors telling me about like insulin resistance i don't know yeah i I don't know what to tell you. I'm also so apprehensive to start any new podcast. I don't know why, but like there's yeah. so many on Apple that I'm like, mm, I don't actually feel like experimenting and seeing if I'm going to like this or not. No, I'm the same way because then I don't know where to start. Like I know I could just start with the latest episode, but I feel like I need to go back to the beginning and then I'm just like, it's it's scary to start a new pod. It is scary. But anyways, if, you, if, you've, if you're new and you started our pod, you do not have to go back to the beginning at all. You can tap around. None of these are in any chronological order. I actually highly advise not listening to any of the first 50 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. And I also hate like on Apple because I think we get DMs sometimes of like, oh, like, do you guys have an episode about like female hormones? And I'm like, yeah, we do. And then I have to like search through all of them. Like, I wish there was a more uh, the SEO was optimized better on Apple Podcasts where you could search like seed cycling, sea moss girl is and it would direct you the right spot. Um, But if you're listening to this, like I can easily do that in our Google Drive of our like episode research dump. So if you're looking for a specific thing, like what's the episode they talk about creatine? What's the episode they talk about this? Like, let us know and we can get you there because yeah, the Apple does not make it easier for people. No, it does not. But anyway, that's the podcast. That's the TikTok episode for y'all. Woohoo. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go start my YouTube journey now and figure that out. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe your first YouTube video should be you making your gelatin gummies. True. That's a that's a big hook to get people in. That's mm-hmm. high expectations to get people in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight, but tomorrow's President's Day, so I don't have work. So I'm going to swim. Oh, also. This is a little PSA to any girlies that live in New York um, and also swim. Let me know if you'd want to swim with me sometime. I yeah, think that could be cool. That's I You can get a free membership at the New York City pools and I would love to have a swimming buddy. So let a girlie know because I think it'd be fun to have a little swim club. That's so um, cute. Yeah, oh that God, would be cute. I've been little... swimming with this random group now in the mornings at in Williamsburg and it's been lovely. It's just like random people. They're all my age. We just show up at 7 a.m. and swim laps together, and it's a beautiful time. You guys could get little swim caps that say Seamus Girlies on it. Like that I so need that for me Aww. so badly. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm manifesting that. Um, I'm going to manifest everything. I'm just going to become a manifestation girly. Uh, yeah, that's, I think, all we got. We'll talk to you guys next week. Episode, who knows? But we hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>